My novel Finding Home is available for purchase on February 20th in everywhere that books are sold. One reader called it a spiritual experience embedded in pure drama. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. Tell a fantastic story, but reveal all the layers of spiritual truth that were in the prodigal son parable when Jesus told it. But we miss it with our Western eyes. You will be amazed at the Father's incredible love for you. You can find out more on my website, susankamacias.com backslash finding dash home. Welcome, friend. Do you find yourself with an empty nest and a faded vision? Then you're in the right place. God still has a calling and mission for us in the second half of our lives. Because you know what? We're not done yet. So join me, Susan Macias, author, speaker, and empty nest mom, and let's explore how our family, our church, and our world needs us. Hello, friend. Welcome to episode 12, entitled, How Do I Know What I'm Called to Do? The tagline of this podcast is answering God's call in the second half of life. You might ask, how do I know I have a call? And if I do have a call, what am I called to do? I mean, not many of us have a burning bush experience like Moses did to know exactly what God is calling us to do. And in this part of life, it's easy for our failures or our mistakes or bad decisions to really cloud our vision. Or maybe it's what somebody else has done to us. And it keeps us from clearly hearing what what God has calling us to do right now. But even my broken, messy self still needs to obey Jesus' call to us that we hear in Romans 12. So Romans 12, 1 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. We've talked a lot about our bodies um, on this podcast so far. I really kind of think in analogies. Word pictures help me to understand concepts. And so I share that a lot. I do promise we will move on to other things than just our bodies. But we've talked about our hearts and our knees and our drooping hands and our weariness and how much we need help with seeing. And I think that all of those things are great pictures of showing how we can get to this place of life and kind of go, you know, there's just not enough of me left. But there's a great word picture again, totally different. Hey, not a body this time. It's the olive tree. And I'll link to an article I wrote about a trip that I took to a, an olive farm. And it was just fascinating. I, kept, I was taking notes about something else, but the the picture of what it meant and applications to our spiritual lives were just astounding. So that article you can find on my blog and I'll link to it in the show notes. But did you know that the older olive trees actually produce better fruit? That most people think that olive trees between the age of 50 and 65 years old, that's their best fruit that they produce? There are olive trees still in the Garden of Gethsemane that are 900 years old. What a beautiful picture that we do not age out of presenting our body as a sacrifice. He has work for us to do in the days ahead right now. That is answering his call in our life. And it's my decision to do that. But in reality, it's also my obligation because 1 Corinthians six nineteen says that I am not my own. And verse 20 says that I was bought with a price. 
that price was the blood of Jesus. And it tells me what to do. Glorify God in my body. There's no age limit to that. There's no disqualification because of wrinkles or weird creeping on my decolletage or extra weight around my middle. There is nothing in here about being good enough to be presentable. I was bought with the blood of Jesus. Therefore, I'm obligated to present my life to him. Paul is a great example of this because he had a lot of reasons to be disqualified. He had done horrible things. And yet when God saved him, he gave his life to fully serve him. In Philippians, he is writing to this church from a jail cell. And he says in verse 20, with full courage now, as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Gosh, I love that verse now more than ever. If I am to live and I am living, then I should be about fruitful labor. Fruitful labor is presenting myself as a sacrifice. Exactly where I am with what I have, laying it all down for Jesus. And that takes us back to that original question. If I'm called, what am I called to? I think we all are called to service. And it's going to flow in many areas of our life. We are still going to be serving our family. Um, But as our kids grow up and leave the house or as our jobs maybe get to a place where they're calming down a little bit and new time opens up to us, we have fewer immediate needs to meet. We need to find new places to present our bodies as living sacrifices. Okay, I'm going to read you Romans 12, this time out of the message. And I don't go to the message first because it's not a translation of the Bible. It's a transliteration of the Bible and it's you know got a little commentary added in. But I love the way um, they, they present Romans 12, 1 and 2. Okay, here we go, out of the message. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Isn't that amazing? I love the way that is presented. Okay, great. You might say, but what exactly am I supposed to do? All of this has kind of been higher thinking principle-based stuff. But this isn't a fill-in-the-blank test. There's not one right answer that is great because it means we're not limited. It also is hard for those of us who like to make lists and check them off because how do we know we're doing what we're supposed to do? Well, the Lord gives us a list of principles to show us exactly how to present our bodies at, as a sacrifice. Romans 12, 9 through 21, list out this principle of how we are to go about our life. 
And I ask you right now, as I am going through these, to just ask the Holy Spirit to prick your conscience, to reveal to you places that and people that he is calling you to serve. It might be one person, but every single soul is is available to be bought with the price of Jesus and every soul matters. Where is he calling you? To whom is he calling you? Let's go through this and see if he brings anything to your mind. Okay, verse nine, let love be genuine. I mean, that right there just stops me. I need to genuinely love those around me. Abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Once again, conviction. What am I allowing into my life that I would really should abhor? And what do I need to hold fast to that is good? Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Now, this specifically applies to people that are hard to love because it's easy to love some people and, and we don't really have to work that hard at it. But outdoing one another and showing honor, particularly to someone who doesn't deserve it, that needs the Holy Spirit. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Okay, so where, it's easy, you know, ask this question, Lord, where have I become slothful? Are you, are you pay, taking the same energy into getting into scripture and reading? Because the more we're in scripture, the more we're going to hear God's call in our life. Are we fervently opening our spirit up to the Holy Spirit? Are we asking God, where can I serve God? Where can I serve you? There are places that need our time, our energy, our hands, our money. What can we do to serve the Lord? Rejoice in hope. Okay, there you go. We only hope for things that are not happening. So this is in those places where things are hard. Maybe kids who are walking away or difficult relationships. Rejoice in hope of what Jesus is going to do. Be patient in tribulation. Anybody out there with some tribulation? Okay, we're supposed to be patient. Be constant in prayer. If you do nothing else out of here, you are absolutely called to pray. And not only pray once or twice, but constantly. Think about what that would look like. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Where is God calling you to invest some of your money? Well, actually, it's his money that he is entrusting you with. And that always draws me up because I like to think of it as my money that I am so graciously giving to somebody else. But the reality is it all belongs to God. And I have to give account to him for how that money is spent. And then seek to show hospitality. I love having friends over to my house. But I think this is more, how can we show hospitality to people that might not be the first come to mind to show hospitality to. And in these days of COVID, when people are lonely and when having people in the house may be somewhat troublesome, let's ask the Lord, how can we creatively show hospitality to the lonely? Okay, we're down to verse 14. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them. There you go. Anybody that is a thorn in your side and you're thinking, what can I do? I just want to get back at that. What you can do, according to this, God is calling you to bless them. Verse 15, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. I mean, there are people out there that you can cheer on. 
And there are people out there that need your comfort. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lonely. That's with the lowly. I don't know if I said that very well, but associate with the lowly. I just read the book, Same Kind of Different as Me. And that book's been out for a while, but I just had never gotten around to it. And I loved it because this woman had the capacity to just give money, give a lot of money. I mean, they could name a building after her, but that's not what she did. She gave herself. She gave her life. What are places that we can do that? Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought as to do what is honorable in the sight of all. Once again, this applies to those difficult people in our life. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. And I talk about that in episode five. This is a high call. We can't, we can't affect what other people do. We can't, we're not in charge of that, but we are in charge of what we do. And we can, as far as it is up to us in these crazy political times or in any other times, as far as it is up to us, we can be at peace with all people. Never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. And finally, in verse 21, do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. You know, this doesn't ever specifically say go feed the poor, but there's a lot of scripture in here that could, that could be the application. But there's so many other applications that we are called to do. Go through this scripture, pray through it, read it again and again, and ask the Lord, Lord, what are you calling me to do? Because we don't age out of this. Just like Philippians 1.22, if I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. He's just waiting for us to ask him how, where, what do we need to do? He doesn't need us all to have massive ministries. He wants us all to join him, to give our life and to serve him in the ways and to the people that are right around us. Think of the impact of an army of emptiness moms presenting ourselves as living sacrifices. How about we stop thinking about it and we start doing it? If you get an idea, a place where you think the Holy Spirit is calling you to serve, I would love to hear about it. Share it with me on the Facebook page or my Instagram page. Let me know what you're thinking because we are all called to serve God in these places in fruitful labor while we live. Blessings, friend. Thanks for joining me today. Check out my website, susankmacias.com to find more encouragement and to be empowered toward taking your next step. Connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at Susan K. Macias. If you enjoyed the podcast, would you please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or whatever platform you listen on. Subscribe and share it with a friend who needs some encouragement to pursue God's call. And what about you? What's Jesus calling you to do? Be brave. Take a baby step. Do the next thing. Because you're not done yet. 